0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: The Auburn Tigers take it to Indiana. Put up triple digits. They win 104 to 76 in bounce back fashion. I'm Zach Blackerby, he's Daryl Daprich. And this is a fun one. This is a fun one to watch, Daryl. It's nice when there's 10 minutes left to go in the game. You've got a pretty good feeling on how this one is going to go, Daryl. But anytime you can score 100 points against a pretty good basketball team, you take it.
0: Absolutely. I, I mean, I know that we've heard some kind of rumblings that Indiana was down a little bit this year. They they were out without one of their better players who had a foot injury, uh, Johnson. But, I, you know, they came in 7-1, and one and – ironically with that strange big 10 schedule had already played two big 10 games and won both beat maryland which we're hoping is a theme uh beating maryland and then beat um sure. beat michigan um which we don't hope is a theme but anyway so you, you've got they, they won two games right out of the gate the big 10 they were seven and one look i, I am a big response guy when it comes to sports i really really look closely at how teams respond. And I mean both aspects. How you come off a big win is huge. Do you come out complacent, lethargic, just roll the ball out there because you smoke smoked somebody? I, I love to see how teams respond after a big victory, and I love to watch how they respond after a kind of a disappointing loss like Auburn suffered at Appalachian State. Auburn got tested twice in that arena. Number one, they got tested by how they responded to the loss at Appalachian State. And then how they responded when they were down 10 and the way Indiana could not miss, they passed all of those tests with flying colors. I Good think point. that's huge, huge, even more than the outcome.
1: Yeah, when they came out in Indiana, made I think they made they made their first three, three shots made were were threes. And it's first like, four.
0: Oh, first four. four, yeah. And four. it's like, oh yeah.
1: my goodness, what's that yeah. because that's not who they are. They no. do a lot of stuff, you know, through their big center, which they talked about. A ton if you were watching a little bit before the game started, it's like, yeah, this guy's very good. This guy's very good. That was the scouting report. Is can you slow him down? And if the rest of the supporting cast at Indiana was making those threes, like, this could be really bad, really quick. And it looked that way early. But and so I was thinking about that. Yeah, but to pair that with the disappointment that happened when you went to Boone, North Carolina, and lost to App State, Daryl, I think you nailed it because that's That's college basketball, right? I mean, there's so many ups and downs during the course of the season. How do you respond? Do you let losses beat you twice? And when conference play rolls around, that's going to be huge.
0: You know, there was a blueprint for that right on the floor, on the court, on the game, the game before Auburn's. So it's amazing. In that building, two SEC teams found themselves and responded at a championship level. Remember, Mississippi State played Tulane before Auburn tipped off. Mississippi State got beat by Southern, a swag school. Sure. I mean, you know, so I, again, the, the, so how you respond and how you come back, the, which you said nails it. You never let a loss become two losses. That's a tough loss. But when you start to step back from it on a Sunday afternoon against a mid major in an absolute crazy bandbox of an arena, which we didn't have a chance to do a post game for. You could see that coming a mile away. Auburn was going to play at a higher level today. You knew that in Atlanta. I was shocked at the amount of Indiana fans were there, and what it, what it did yeah. for me, Zach, is it gave me an NCAA tournament feel, like a second round game. You know, uh, you know, and or an eight nine matchup in the first Which is, round.
1: Yeah, this is why you play these games.
0: It's why you play them, and so that's what it kind of felt like. And man, after that, Auburn fell behind ten and went on that twenty two to four run or whatever it was. Give them a ton of credit because they were coming off a tough loss and a tough start. Indiana, like you said, that's not who they are, and they couldn't miss. Mm. They were hitting threes like crazy. Even their big dude was hitting threes to respond to that with that kind of run. And look, we talked about it. Guard play was yeah. paramount. I mean, what did Broom end up with? Four points. Um, I, I got the two. stats. He went two. one of six okay. for
1: two points and uh, had if four fouls. T- but a lot of the two of those were late.
0: If you would have told me that Auburn was going to win twenty-eight and Broom was going to have two points, I'd have drug-tested you. I mean, there's just no way. 60 points from the guards today, 60 backcourt points. That's huge.
1: It is huge. It is huge. I picked Auburn to lose this game because I thought Jani Broom would have to get in foul trouble because of the way he plays defense against the way Indiana wants to play offense. We've seen that happen time and time again. Uh, a year ago in conference play when Auburn would play against a team with a physical center and like Jani would get positioned, but for whatever reason, the calls wouldn't typically go his way. So that's why I liked Indiana in this matchup. And if if you would have told me that he only had two points, I would have just assumed that he wasn't on the floor that much, but that wasn't the case because he really didn't have it. He wasn't in the foul trouble until late, Played 21 minutes. And uh, the fact that he only scored two points is kind of another testament of this team's deep, Daryl, this team, when everybody's clicking, they can get things done, and and to me, that's shocking. Not only the way the game developed, but the fact that you look at what Janai Broom's offensive output was. I mean, this, I think this is a good sign long term for this Auburn basketball team.
0: You know, there's going to be times throughout the season when teams are going to take Janai Broom away, and now what Auburn did today by shooting 48 percent from three. 87% from the free throw line. And here we go. Get ready. Armageddon's coming. Auburn fouled less than Indiana tonight. They had Or today. They had one less foul. It, those are winning statistics. I'm telling you, obviously, you're not going to shoot 48% from three every night. Did you say free throws?
1: But, Did you say free yeah, 20 throws?
0: Yeah, 20 of 23. 87%. Now, yeah. ironically, Indiana shot three more or six more. Six more free throws than Auburn. Uh, hit 22. But Auburn's free throw percentage was so high that didn't matter. And then the turnovers, my goodness, they talked about that. Auburn had two turnovers for the whole game. The assist-to-turnover ratio was ungodly. They turned Insane. Indiana over 11 times. They all, and, and they out-rebounded Indiana, 36-32. All the key indicators and key measurements, Auburn won. You just checked the box. They did all that despite their best player scoring two points. I think it does speak volumes.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right, let's talk about two halves. They finally put two halves together. I was a little concerned when they put up a 50, uh, was it 52 in the first half? Anytime Auburn has a 50-point first half, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no, what's about to happen? And it's not just Auburn. It's college basketball teams across them. It's just hard to put in two full halves together, but they did it. They scored 50 points in two halves, and uh, this is a a hot take, Daryl. If you do that, you will win the game. If you score yeah. 100 points, you will win the basketball game. But but seriously, yeah. Auburn putting together two awesome, not good, great halves together against a really good basketball team. I mean, th- this is by far their best performance of the season. I don't think there's that much of a hot take there at all to say that.
0: No, sometimes it's fun to break down the games within the game. And I think. If there's a perfect, a perfectly equitable balance. It was just harmonious that Auburn got 52 in the first and then came out and got 52 in the second. Because typically what you would see is a little bit of a letdown in the second half, a little bit of a drop-off, and Auburn wins the game 12 instead of 18, and they score 40 in the second half, or mm-hmm. 38, and they get outscored, whatever. You know, they get outscored. This didn't happen. Auburn extended their lead in the second half and put up the same amount of points it's hard to get to 100 in college basketball. It's hard to do it on a neutral floor against a Big Ten opponent. Right. And uh, Auburn did just that. So let's not downplay at all the significance of this win. It's why you play games like this. It had an NCAA tournament feel, and you're absolutely right. Both halves were, ec- were equally impressive.
1: Yeah, and especially when other SEC teams can't beat teams from Indiana in the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, I mean, Indiana. It's not a
1: given. It's, hot, it's not Park. a given.
0: It's a hotbed for college basketball, and it, and it, you can't take beating a team from Indiana for granted. You, you, it's 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 a really it's a it's a big accomplishment. It's a hotbed. It, who's your who's your state of basketball? I mean, that's that's it, man.
1: I don't think you quite caught what I was trying to do there. So we'll do this again. Other teams from uh, the state of Alabama lost. To Big Ten teams,
0: I, I knew exactly what you were trying to do there. Yeah, I went along with it. You got to <laughs> just connect. You just got to connect the dots and read between the lines. Oh, okay, and uh, yeah. I wasn't. I was being a little more subtle with my jab, right? I, I love that. By saying it's that. not easy to do, it's yeah. not. You have to be a blue blood basketball school to pull that oh, off. How about yeah. that? How
1: about yeah. that? All right, uh, let's talk about the the player of the game. In just a moment, Daryl, and go ahead, guys, and drop your player of the game, your Auburn Tiger of the game in the chat. I imagine most people are going to say, play, uh, say the same person, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. as part of this discussion coming up. Daryl, you've used LinkedIn Jobs. Um, I've used LinkedIn Jobs to get jobs. It's the best place uh, to hire and find quality talent for your small business. Uh, Daryl over at linkedin.com slash locked on college. Give a quick testimony. I know you have used them several times for your business.
0: I went away from other job search engines to use LinkedIn because I was looking for a different quality candidate uh, for the job that we have. We look for longevity, mm-hmm. right? We want people to make a career mm-hmm. out of it. So there were particular positions that we had to find that we just didn't feel comfortable with the pool of candidates with previous job sites. Use LinkedIn now three times in a row. Welding position position, machinist, and a night. Sh- and, uh, and we have been absolutely uh pleased. All three are doing well and thriving. But you know, right. it's you can't just it, it's an important hire and you have to choose it that way. And LinkedIn's hooked us up big time.
1: Yep. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That is LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. So not everyone said Jalen Williams. Most people said Jalen Williams. Aiden Holloway. I think there's certainly, I think there's certainly an argument for that. Um, but Jalen Williams, 24 points, six rebounds, seven assists in his 29 minutes. Had a plus-minus Daryl of 32. guess play some good
0: defense too. Yeah yeah i mean
1: he was outstanding he was outstanding and, and aiden holloway uh, they they both had 24 points um i think the more complete game probably goes to jalen but still exceptional exceptional play from both of those guys for sure i saw a few people say katie johnson which i wish we could get katie johnson the the, the katie johnson that plays in atlanta all the time because man yeah. when he returns uh when he returns home he um he kills it. He does a great job. So all three of those guys, I think, are certainly worthy of it. But I'm giving the player of the game. If you're okay with it, to Jalen Williams,
0: I am too for two reasons. Number one, he uh, was your leading, tied for your leading score, but he was also had the most assists, and he's not a guard. Mm. That's a pretty impressive complete performance. And you know, and he also had six rebounds. But to have seven assists and also lead the team in scoring, and you're not the guard shows that, that that offense that four out five out offense that Bruce Pearl's running when you bring your bigs out to the top of the key, you yeah. got to be a good passer. You have to be able to pass the basketball and have good court vision. And real Williams did, did just that today.
1: Sneaky good game by Trey Donaldson as well. Four of seven shooting 10 points. He had seven rebounds that were all defensive. Um I think that's valuable too. That's stuff that doesn't always really pop off on a stat sheet. But the fact that the drop off from Aiden Holloway to, to Trey there isn't any. And I think that's the first time where we've really been able to say that, especially from an offensive production point of view about the point guard spot at Auburn in years. In years, Daryl. <laughs> and we've said that several times already this season. And I think it's going to be a storyline over the course of this, um, over the course of this team's life as we get closer and closer to conference play.
0: I think the other thing, too, that's very important is we're going to see it, I feel, at one point during the season, especially late in a game that's close. It really just keeps building for a successful backcourt tandem of putting Holloway and Donaldson in at the game at the same time. You can definitely run Donaldson at the one, slide Holloway to the two, and if you're late in a game and need free throw shooting and ball handling – under a minute, put both of them in, and I think you're going to see that that's a weapon that Auburn's going to have to use. Now, with the way Denver yeah. Jones and KD played tonight, today, you don't want to break up that two guard. That that tandem was was special tonight. I mean, they combined for 26 points. The the two guard, I mean, the point guard combined for 34, and the two guard. Well, no, I for, let me take that back. Berman hit a three. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so 29 points from the two guard position. That's mm-hmm. 63 points from the guards uh that's good balance and you obviously you had to have that with the way broom you know with getting two points but of course williams more than picked up the slack with 24 and chad baker Mazzara, a quiet 11 points but they seem to be big points zach they seem to be momentum game changing step on your throat points that he gets See, i, I- Am I back? You're back. Did we just sit here frozen the whole time? I don't know if we sit here frozen, but I think there's. you were about to make a point. You said, I see, but I, and then that's when it happened.
1: Chad Baker-Mazzara, to me, he's like the fourth or fifth guy I noticed offensively um, in this game. I I know you mentioned his double-digit points, but I I just, I'm with you. I think they have been timely, but offensively. I just think there's other guys guys bear with me on my internet. I'm so sorry. I'm out of town. So we're just trying to make this happen. Austin asks Zach Dapp to echo where go. Wyoming earlier. Don't ever echo him. He's a bad influence, but who had the better plus minus in this game, Aiden or Trey. And it was Trey by a long shot. Aiden, his plus minus was two and Trey Donaldson's plus minus was plus 26. So majorly different, majorly different there.
0: Um, And that's what you want from your point guard position, right? But, I mean, both of them. I mean, I think at the end of the day, Holloway scoring more, but I think Donaldson with those defensive rebounds too. We talked about that last year early on in the season, what a good backside rebounder for a guard he is.
1: Yeah. John says, I think they have Lior more at the three. I don't understand why Lior is playing as much as he is, if I'm going to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I don't, I'm not at practices. I'm not privy to what he does. He seems to lose his man a lot on the defensive side of the ball. I think he can be a shot maker. He can be a guy, if you set a ball screen for a particular run, a particular set can knock down the three. Um, he missed an open one early on in the game, and I'm thinking if, if you don't hit those, th- there's no value in putting you on the floor. Then he came back and hit one. I don't know. I, I mean I think in spurts he does play hard. He is a pretty good rebounding rebounder for a guard. But I think if you're playing him more than five or six minutes a game, he definitely loses his effectiveness.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. It's a rest
0: I, thing. It's a rest thing. Especially the way KD plays. I mean, sure. If he's so, gonna go so in and hard. play kamikaze, yeah, for mm-hmm. 21 minutes, he's gonna have to get a blow. And then if Denver's you know, I mean, it's just – I get it. I It's its an opportunity to give both guys and keep both guys fresh.
1: There's some conversation in the live chat, Daryl, about is Auburn potentially ranked after this performance. I'm going to say no. no. I, I think with two losses, it's so hard because, I mean, they lost to App State, too, since the last rankings came out. So, I, I'm just – Yeah, I don't I, think
0: they'll be – no. I think they'll be closer, obviously, than they were last week, and I think they're going to have to string three – three or four more and that sneaky that that USC game is going to be sneaky that Penn game although it's played at Neville Arena Penn's a team that you know they got wrecked
1: by Kentucky today
0: well they got it to one point and then Kentucky went on a run late so they played them tough for a while uh Kentucky went on a nice run late. I think yeah. Kentucky ended up winning. They, they, but,
1: couldn't, they could not stop Bradshaw. And so I just look No, at and ben they're, and they're not run.
0: athletic at all. Penn's sure. athleticism, Auburn's depth and athleticism. It, it, it might be one of those games where they're they're spunky and hold in for a half and then depth and athleticism in the second half will wear Penn down. But you got you. Where's that game
1: school. played? Is that game played in Auburn?
0: Yes, Neville.
1: Yeah. 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 So. I'm still mad at Penn for baseball last year. Not quite oh, over I, that yet. Yeah, not I I not uh, that yet.
0: I had to really button it up walking out of the, the, the out of the baseball stadium that day. They were Philly, there's a lot of them from Philadelphia and they're known for talking trash and they were talking some noise.
1: Yep. They're all sitting behind us like, they didn't see this coming. I'm like, we kind of did. Like, yeah. chill out. Like we talked up your pit. Okay. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of talk also about Jani Broom. We didn't get a whole lot of offensive production from J- Jani Broom which is easy to paint the pause like, oh, my gosh, we put up 104 points and he was only two of them, which is incredible. Is it possible to look at the other side of that coin, Daryl, and say, okay, well, where was Janai Broom against a really solid center? He's going to play against other really solid centers in the SEC. Is there any concern there?
0: There is a little bit of a concern because Bruce kept switching him. He put him on Renault some, who's the four uh, then he put him on the other kid the transfer from Oregon who's the big seven footer and I think he struggled yeah. with both uh, from mm-hmm. a defensive standpoint so I don't know I, I maybe it's just a one-off I, I, if he strings a couple of those together where he has a real hard time competing against other good teams bigs then I'd be more concerned I just I'm, I'm wondering a little bit why there was a switch like that he was tr- he was looking for something Bruce was to try to get him going defensively. And, I, I, you know, Renault, man, in the second half was eating his lunch, and it was frustrating, Broome. And then Broome came back and had a nice block and a steal on him. So we'll see. But offensively, he looked to be forcing his shots. I think one other thing about Broome that he recognized, though, and realized is that he's smart enough to understand that Holloway was feeling it. And rather than try to score on a double team on the block or on the post, he was kicking it back out to an open Holloway who was draining three. So credit him for maybe not taking more shots. I Maybe if he takes more shots, he gets into double digits, but I think he conceded some offensive positions because he knew the hot hand was Holloway.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. All right, any questions, comments, takes, drop those in to the live chat now and my internet permitting, we will uh, touch on those and then we will get, out of here, um, took
0: six shots. Room took six shots. There's yeah, your he was
1: answer. It was, was one of six, yeah. Yeah,
0: so I mean, you would think that he would shoot double digits at least. So I think he conceded some offensive possessions because other guys were, were getting it going,
1: sure. Absolutely, absolutely. As far as uh, everything coming up, any, any games you're particularly excited about on the horizon before uh, before folks drop their their uh, their questions in here, UNC Asheville is coming up on Wednesday. Then Auburn hosts USC.
0: That one's the one that I cannot wait to watch, especially after the way they beat Auburn last year. Enfield's a coach that loves tempo. This game could be very – Bronny James, you know, he's making his debut against Long Beach State, so his debut will not be against Auburn. Bronny James being there, it's going to be fun basketball, and I'm really looking forward to
1: that one. It's kind of wild that Auburn's going to play Bronny James.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: Because there was the no concern if he was going to play this year or not because he had that health scare, which I'm yeah. glad he must be doing better if they're going to play him, so that's good. Right. right. Uh Yeah. Sorry, guys. Check, uh, check, check. Came undone.
0: you good. Yeah, you're good.
1: Playing hurt. But, yeah, then after that, um, Arkansas – or you got pinned in Arkansas to start conference play. So, very – Yeah, the
0: USC game is very intriguing to me. And then, of course, the Arkansas game is – I mean, I was trying to stay away from the obvious choices of a Southeastern conference opponent. So, right now, USC is one. Get a little revenge from last year. The name, the the style of play, the Bronny James factor, it's going to be electric. I would imagine, you know, the, the rumor was that LeBron was going to be at his son's first game. Well, that's it, it's a no-brainer in Long Beach State with LeBron playing for the Lakers. He'll be at that one. But that I envisioned a scenario where LeBron and Barkley would have been sitting courtside for that game in Neville. That would Arena. have been
1: incredible. That yeah. would have been all you really would have cool needed moment. was
0: Jordan to be sitting between them. And that would have been really special. But yeah, that would have been a lot. I could I could imagine seeing that. Now imagine this the world of college basketball and all the eyes of the nation when they zoom in on that and see those two NBA legends sitting courtside in Auburn, that would have been pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Austin asks, What's a good record for us heading into conference play? I don't think you I should think, lose another game. I don't think
0: you should lose another. I What is it, 10 and 2? Would they be 10 and 2 if they won out?
1: Sounds, yeah, I think that's right. I think yeah, that's right. 10 and
0: 2 going into conference play. And then you're looking at, you know, obviously trying to get to the 22 23 win plateau, you'd have to win. Does Auburn play another non-conference game in the middle of their SEC schedule this year? I, I can't pull up the schedule, but I, I'm wondering if once they start with conference play, if that's it. Sometimes they have a little break where they play a non-con in there in between.
1: It doesn't look like it. It looks like it's all SEC teams.
0: Okay, so yeah, try to get you 12 wins out of the SEC at least, at least, and then you're, you know, you're cooking with gas.
1: All Miss. Oh, no, wait, they are an SEC team. Just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a good... That's a good, you're, you're on funny. point today. It's not funny. It's not funny. All right, uh, Daryl, how can uh, how can people check out everything you've got going on, man?
0: Follow me on Twitter, DAP6410, Monday mornings and Tuesday afternoons, various shows on the Auburn Network.
1: Yes, and you can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com. And we will see you, I guess, on Monday. Until then, this has been Locked on Auburn.